The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Good morning. It is uh, February the 17th, Wednesday. We're going out live, live literally all over the world, and we're destined to, to be here at this moment in time. All of us have that commonality. And I'm believing the message today will help us no matter where we are, because the commonality of the message is we all share certain things in life that are the universal. And the title of this show is Discouragement. And this is a title I've really given some prayer and thought to. It's an area that we all struggle and tussle with in various seasons of our lives. It affects every one of us, regardless of where we are in the world, regardless of situation, or regardless of circumstance, it affects us all. It knows no bounds. When we're looking for outcomes and they do not materialize, those things tend to discourage us. It's not the outcome. In other words, it's not the goal that we're going to that we find that we're discouraged in, but it's the journey of going to that goal. It's the markers. It's the distractions. It's the circumstances that come up. And often, I'm believing discouragement is our greatest foe from actually having the life that God intended for us to enjoy. Very often, it's that discouragement that will come and will make us retreat. And there's really nothing more powerful and convincing to make us make no effort or just completely stop, to completely give up a new plan. It could affect us in many ways. So discouragement, if we can really understand what this means to us, It's really the absence of courage. It's the total opposite of courage. For when I'm encouraged, which is the opposite of discouraged, I am at a higher level. I am creative. I am capable. I'm excited about the opportunities that lie in another day. And I really feel that nothing can stand in the way of my purpose and assignment, not only for my day, but for for the journey of my life. So, Many of us, when we're sitting here, we're all listening to this. We may have been discouraged before. Maybe it's something you can't relate to now, today, or many times before, or even right now. But the common thing is we have had it either before, we have had it now, or we will be having it at some stage in the future. Life has many facets that can lead us to get discouraged. We have, you know, career paths, we have businesses, we have relationships, health and finances. In relationships, we could be discouraged if a partner or a husband and a wife, we feel they haven't been there for support. We feel they haven't heard us or they've just had no time for us. That's because we must understand that they're busy dealing with their very own personal challenges. We're all on a separate journey. In other words, we're 
together, but we're interdependent. We've all got our separate plan and purpose. And within that, we have our unique struggles, our unique tussles. So very simply, when, when they're distracted and their energy is being taken away, they've had less time and energy to devote to the relationship. It could be in business, a new job or a business investment may not have turned out the way that you'd expected. Maybe you made an investment and the investment in MLPs, which is partnerships, multiple partnerships of, of investments, maybe they decline because of the energy price has gone down. All of these things leave you worried as to how, or maybe even you've lost a job, it, it makes you worry how you're going to continue on your life purpose, how you'll support your life, how you'll support your family. So the destination is there, but it's the concern about moving forward in that destination. Even doctor's reports, even health, on a blink of an eye, we can get a health report and our health changes automatically. I remember a friend of mine text messaged me a while back and a friend of his was diagnosed with a, a type of stomach cancer and they had to remove about 30% of his organs and he was a 200 pound six foot man and he's now living you know a year later about 135 pounds these are all life-changing things that can happen in a blink of an eye in a blink of an eye and very often if we're not prepared if we're not planted strongly those things can really discourage us. They can put us in a depression. They can completely take us off our path. We have dreams and goals, but those goals will be skewed. So when we look at an obstacle, very simply, it gets bigger than us. We, we get overwhelmed by this obstacle. We get tired. We get fearful. We get uncertain of what's going to happen. And the danger is before very long, we start to accept the accuser, which is our inner mind, which is processing all the time. Our inner mind is like a computer. It receives information from things around us, from circumstances, things we see, things we hear. There are circumstances. That's our life. And it replays that, replays that in our mind. And very often we accept those lies or negatives as really being our truth. We get down. We get apathetic. We even doubt our plan and purpose, and more seriously, we even begin to doubt our self-worth. Is this where some of you find yourselves right now? Be uplifted. I, you know, I, I'll be honest, I've been there many times. Many times I've been discouraged. I've had this plan. I've had this goal that for some reason, a lot of things would happen. Either I would tragically lose a member of my family, or a business investment would decline overnight, or certain things weren't in place. And I can honestly tell you, friend, the devil is a liar. The dark is trying to take you away from your plan. Your plan was written before the beginning of time. The start, the middle, and end was written. So we need to focus on that, on the one that created your plan, not on these distractions. Because as the Bible says, take, take care. In this world, you'll have trouble. In this world, you'll have trials and tribulations. But take care. I've already overcome the world. So what this really means is if we focus on those things, very often those things will rule our life. The, the, the circumstantial changes, which are being a human being, we are going to get circumstantial changings, financial, as we say, relational and health. Those will be changing, but we, we need to be the difference in the circumstances, not the circumstances, the difference in us. So we really need to focus on God who's brought us 
to this place of today to focus on a better future because it's all about forward motion. What could have, would have, should have is only going to get us sentimental and depressed, but we can't change what we've been past. But what we can do is use it as a tool to get better for the steps that are coming. And as Galatians 6, 9 says, first, actually, Galatians 6, 9, verse 9 and 10, do not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good because at the right time we'll harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. So what this really tells me is if we give up and quit, the best of our life will not be coming. If we quit, so it's, it's dependent upon really us continuing and being steadfast and continuing in, in what we've got to do. So we must not give up and quit. We must continue because it's the stopping that's going to prevent you from just getting to the promised land or to getting to a higher level. So let's not allow ourselves also to get fatigued. Very often I see people tired, but, but that's, we're tired really from living because things are not working out the way we want. But at the same time, it works both ways. We really have to surrender to God's plan because that's ultimately the plan that will manifest. My parents passed away in tragic circumstances, not at a time that I would have wanted to because obviously I'd still want them here in the flesh. But at the same time, because I surrendered to that, not only did I have the ability to move forward, but also to be able to do what I'm doing now, which is to use the lessons I've learned as a tool to encourage you. So yes, there are many times that I've looked at outcomes that haven't materialized that I could have stopped and would not be doing, you know, would not be doing the show, would not be writing books. So therefore, I would have sacrificed a better purpose for me, which is now, to my circumstances, which really would have, would have stymied me. But I just want to look at something else. Luke 5.5 5 in the Bible, it's a story of the fisherman. So Luke 5.5 5 really is, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the net. So there is a sense of deepest, deep discouragement in Simon, deep discouragement, even despair, because we've toiled all night and we've had not one single fish. It seemed improbable in his mind, as we could just relate to that, that we would not catch anything. After trying so hard, he felt in his human way, I've given 100%, I've worked all night, I haven't got a fish. But you, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to listen to a human way, I'm going to listen to your way, because your possible begins at my impossible. You're greater than me, you're bigger than me, you see beyond it, you see a year as a thousand or a thousand as one, and I'm going to trust myself to you, even though this marriage isn't working out even though my business seems like it's going to fail, even though I'm studying for a master's or a PhD and it just seems many more people are intelligent and this is really, really hard for me, I'm not going to listen to those voices, but I'm going to listen to yours. I'm going to resolve. So really, Jesus came to these fishermen as a stranger at that time because Peter knew little of him. But because of trust... Because of trust, and, and this is what it is, trust is faith. We can put our faith in fear, which is going to de obviously destroy our plan, or put it in faith, which is going to bring us better. So we need to know that the one who created us for our plan knows us better than we do. He knows, you precise, he knows what you need precisely at the time. He never disappoints, and he only asks that we have confidence. So 
faith and faith alone is what moves the hand of God. Faith and faith alone. So we've really got to put our minimization of God, in other words, our minimization is our inner voice, and continue even when we don't see an outcome, because the only way we'll get an outcome is by going forward. And the story really ends, we're going to take a quick break, when they actually trusted they caught such a large amount of fish that the nets began to break. And I, I know that in your lives, if you keep continuing, you'll be amazed at what you can do. We're about to take a break. In the second segment, we're going to talk more about how discouragement develops. And very often in front of your very eyes lies the answers. But have a break, and I look forward to seeing you or hearing from you in the second segment. God bless you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back to the second segment. Uh, It's great to have you back. I just wanted to say what a joy and a blessing it is that you have given me this time to be able to share with you and we're scaling that mountain the k2 mountain and growing as we move forward but on the first segment we talked about how it's a discouragement is a human malady it affects all people regardless of where they are and we talked about how faith is what will move the hand of god so faith is actually is activates faith activates and the story of that net was when we're focused not on what we don't see, but on our plan and on the ability of greater things coming that are unseen, we will be full. The net would be overflowing. And that transmits to any area of our lives, a relationship being repaired, a business improving, a qualification that you're aiming for, maybe a relocation or one of your parents getting healed and well 
because I've seen all these miracles happen in my time. The difference is a lot of people give up and they put their their circumstance becomes greater than their purpose. So we must always have a purpose that's greater than our circumstance. And I just really want to give you a light story before we go on and, and, and talk about how discouragement really develops. There was an art collector in the 1920s, a story of Randolph William Hearst. He was a wealthy art collector in the 1920s. He commissioned a team of people to actually find a piece of art that he'd, been, that he'd seen in a magazine. So they spent many months searching far and wide and discovered it was in one of his many warehouses. So sometimes what we're really looking for, the point of this is what we're looking for is something sometimes under our noses. Very often the blessings are revealed if we just stay on course. If we stay on course with our business, stay on course with our marriage, stay on course with our healing, with our children, areas we're struggling in. Very often when we're discouraged, we go off course. And of course, when we go off course, it's like taking a cake out of an oven at two hours when it takes four hours to bake. We can't see the outcome, but our perseverance and diligence will bring us the outcome. Even Moses was you know, seeking for deliverance and God, asked, God basically put it in his hands. So very often, very often what we need is going to manifest if we continue. And that's why really I stress it's the continuing to be purpose-focused, not worldly focused with discouragement because discouragement is everywhere. It's being sold to you on the media this morning, on the news programs, because it attracts. And I believe that is the dark in the world. That's, that's not people who are God-focused. That's people who are focused on the enemy who's trying to just give you a, a life that's second best, a life that really that's selling fear, not faith. But to talk about how all this happened, and I talk about how I struggled with this for many years, I would get friends that would promise me to do things, and, and they'd let me down. I would set dates for things and events to happen in my life, only to learn that, that most of the time, really, those things didn't happen in my due date. I would put hope in a new relationship, only to find out that once the illusion had gone, the euphoria, the the hormonal euphoria in those days, this is going back 10 years ago before I, I went into ministry, that euphoria basically wore off after three months. And again, I would be disappointed, depressed and discouraged. So friends, the truth is who or what we are looking at when our nets, who or what we are looking at when our nets are empty in life, when we're really in a struggle, who are we looking at? When I step looking at my lack Stop turning to relationships to make me feel good or relying on a business or making more money. When I re- Stop relying on those fluxes. The problem is those are fluxes. We can never rely on something that's variable because relationships are variable, finances are variable, business is variable, health is variable. And actually all of the things of our created existence are variable. The only thing that's invariable is looking really to God in the discouragement. So, By looking at him in that, what happened is I turned my discouragement into courage, my lack into abundance, my nothing working out in my life to infinite possibilities, my depression into progression, my apathy into joy, and then endless creativity. Because since that time, 
You know, I've authored this book that's coming out with a company in New York in August. I've turned to ministry. I've got the show. I've got other things. I would have been crippled in my circumstance and disappointment and would not know a way forward other than to look at the lack. So whatever we're looking at multiplies. So we need to look at something bigger, bigger than our circumstance, but we must be focused on the end goal because we know that he is the, the start, the middle, and the end of your story. Just like the idea of being in deep water in a swimming pool as a young child it's your trust in your father's hand being in the deep that continues you to go undiscouraged because very simply if he wasn't there but not more importantly if we didn't have that trust and the faith if we didn't have that we would never make the journey into the deep of the pool we're a young child we've never been there but it's our trust in him that helps us to get through that thing that's bigger than us the deep water so a relationship, a personal relationship with God is really the only way you can turn from a life of striving to thriving and doing exceedingly and abundantly more than you could have hoped or imagined. Also, if we put our human due dates on due seasons, we get overwhelmed by those empty nets. We may put a timetable, I've got to find a house in six months' time, or I've got to get this salary in a year, or I've got to have a child in, in, in this time, but very simply... To talk about the, the child, a friend of mine called me. Um, this is about a year, a year, probably two years ago. You know, our baby's been born with an 18th chromosome. He's only going to live, actually she was a girl. She's only going to live about three or four days. So eight days later, I saw a box with the ashes in there. But fast forward another year and a half, I had dinner with them and they tried again and they now have a beautiful baby daughter that's in, perfect shape so the moral of that story is they focus on god they focus not on the circumstance but on the one who's overcome the circumstance so really what we focus on becomes becomes our thing without pain basically pain is purpose so without pain and tragedy i would not be where i am today so we must factor all those in pain is actually purpose purpose requires pain so if we look at the death and the resurrection, it was tremendous pain from the beginning of it to the end of it. We look at the end as being triumph, but what got to the triumph very often, yes, it was discouragement and pain, excruciating, obviously crucifix, excrucia, the word comes from that excruciating pain. But very often what we do is we want a better life, but we don't want the pain that precedes that better life. So God uses pain as the training ground to greater strength, wisdom, reverence, and a greater purpose and joy. So every new level first requires a greater level of preparation. Very simply, if I am bringing a crop in of, of hay, I need to prepare the containers before I'm ready to receive that harvest. So let's take a, a closer look at the causes of discouragement together. Time. Time is a key element. If we're waiting to hear news on a job application and it gets deferred for a week, this may cause disappointment, but not encouragement at this, discouragement rather, at this stage, unless it's been deferred many times. So you may have been looking for a career opportunity for a long time and you have heard rejections and have not been offered this job. It may have happened on several occasions. So discouragement really only grows 
when if day after day your hoped-for outcome does not unfold. Because when, when something unfolds in, in a fast fashion, and it will sometimes, some things happen because they're meant to at a quick time. Other times things occur to help you to move forward in another direction. So we always have to be flexible with never put a due date on God's due season. So it's delay and deferment of a, an expected promise that someone's giving you really that's at the root of a dejected, dispirited feeling. And even Proverbs, there's a, there's a, a verse in Proverbs, I think it's 13, 12, Hope deferred, which means postponed or dragged out. That's really what hope deferred means. Deferred or dragged out makes the heart sick. But when desire comes, it's a tree of life. So the mistake we make very often is looking at time. Time as being the factor. And we can't. We've got to move away from putting limits on ourselves of time. We need to be more focused on the journey of purpose. So key areas other key areas to look for is fatigue, too much work, stress or worry. I see often friends are just focused on, well, I worked all weekend. They're almost guilty to take any kind of time off because they feel they're missing. And friends, really, I have this to, to put across. What you leave to refresh on a Sabbath will still be there when you come back. In other words, if I leave something in my computer or I leave a task at work, unless it's an emergency, what you leave will still be there, but you will come back refreshed with verve. And guess what? Instead of being efficient, you'll be effective. And we we can efficiently be putting papers from one side of the desk to the other and work 19 hours, seven days a week. But effectiveness means I'm actually getting change and moving forward. Frustration also is another huge huge things. Frustration is when you have too much on your plate and there appears to be no end. Your instinct, of course, is to look at things and feel overwhelmed. And life always seemingly seems to interrupt you just at key times. You get a phone call or your partner or wife, they want to do something or your children do. And it causes you just to get frustrated. And this frustration builds up. So really you need to hone in on, 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 on those areas and loneliness. We, we, as I said before, we're technologically connected like never before. We have iPads, iPhones, Facebook, this book, that book, but really our society is more desperately lonely than any previous time in history. So really there goes our modern disconnectivity connectivity theory. It's bred a lot of loneliness and that really is a form of discouragement. We were born to commune. We were born to commune and in, in that communing, is sharing and growing, sharing and growing. And also really fear, we're about to take a break soon, but fear of something not working out, fear of what others may say that affects us, all of those areas. We look at our destination, it's unknown, of course, and unseen, and we get uncomfortable. So fear is not in the process, but in the thinking will not make the destination. But I'll touch on this more, but... We need to be aware of the schemes of our mind and how that takes us away from our master plan. We're about to take a break. We're going to take another look at obstacles and then really talk about how we're going to master this discouragement. We need to really find a way of breaking through so it doesn't, it's going to occur, but we need to not let it affect us. We need to affect it. And I'll explain to you more in the second segment. Take care. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling it's time to speak out take control of your existence and let your life speak bart queen is the host of a hero's journey his personal goal is to help you find your voice use that voice and live the life that you deserve to live do more be more and give more tune into a hero's journey on the voice america empowerment channel live every monday at 9 a.m pacific time 12 noon eastern time you owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello, welcome to the next segment. We're talking about discouragement. We were talking about how it develops, but we must, piggybacking on that, we must really focus on our default button. What do we do at times of discouragement? What, what is our inner voice saying to us? We need to focus on that because Really, when we get a hold of this, resistance is not so much because you're doing something wrong, but because you're doing something right. So we must really change our perspective because that's really all we can change. It's all about a perspective, the way we viewpoint things. In other words, if you look at an article in a newspaper, the way it's edited and written will be how you assimilate that message. What you get from it will be what you look at, read, read and assimilate from it. In other words, what you look at will be the message you take away. So we've really got to shift it to resistance, not being because you're wrong, but because you're doing something right. So the mind, which I call the accuser, it attacks you in two main ways. Obstacles. So that's really the number one. We start to think about, it's going to be hard. I don't think I can do it. It feels uncomfortable. There's too much competition. It's going to take me too long. I don't have the time. When I tried it last time, it didn't work. My friend did the same thing. All of these things is a movie that's constantly going on in our mind because we have those 60,000 thoughts a day, 90% or 85% repeated, and 80% of those being negative. ANT, automatic negative thinking. So we must be aware of, of, of our chatter, aware of the film. Uh, number two way that we get attacked is really by criticism. And this really affects us, if we're honest, it affects probably 100% of us. 
fear of what others will think, what they'll say if you fail. So we're really so molded by society and being accepted that we gravitate towards doing things for the approval of others, so much so that it's, it's had such a big influence over the things we do. I know people that have done careers to get the approval of their father, or they've stayed in unhealthy marriages for the approval of their parents or other people. They don't want people to think they're a failure. So what I'm trying to say is we need to be aware of these things. Sometimes it's not the life that's keeping us stuck because it's limitless, it's abundant, we have choices, but it's the fear of the habitual, I call it the societally conditioned mind, Obviously, when we first come out of the womb, we're pure. It's like a white shirt. If you go into Wall Street for a day, it takes on the environment. So we've taken on the environment. And fear of criticism, approval of others can really stymie us. It can keep us stuck, stuck in careers that we don't want to do, but we do them because we feel it's the thing to do or we have the right paycheck and we need to have live in a certain home and we can't give up the job. Many people tell me sometimes, well, I can't really work for God because I need a pay packet. But if you look at the scriptures, I believe it's in, in Matthew, do not worry about the, either Luke or Matthew, do not worry about the, about what you wear or what you eat because you'll be supplied. So in other words, when we put our focus on faith, it can help us to step out and really go into another level with our master plan. So we must not listen to the limitations, the worldly limitations, which are in separation, but we must listen to the limitless potential that the creator has given us for our plans. It's really where you put your mind that's going to be really, really important. And we can reference a story in, in the Bible about Nehemiah 4. He was a contemporary of Ezra and the cup bearer for, for the king of Persia at the time. So he headed a movement to build a wall around Jerusalem, around the entire city. So when he got halfway through that, because obviously there was a lot of residents of that area, people living there that were building and helping, of course, we got the human disease, the human malady of getting tired and discouraged. Things weren't going quick enough. They were tired, but listening to mind chatter. And then a man called Sambalat, he heard of the wall being built and obviously he mocked it. He said, even if a fox climbed on it, the wall would basically break down. It's a wall of stones. He was so incensed and he wanted to sabotage this work of Nehemiah and the people of Jerusalem. So they faced opposition from the outside, which was people, people looking at you saying, well, you'll never get your qualifications or you're overweight or you'll not get the baby or they're they're sick and tired, they married you. Or if you're a child being told by your parents, you're a burden and you'll never amount to nothing. I mean, all these things happen to people. It's We're living in the real world, which can get ugly sometimes. And I, I mean that, don't mean to disrespect anybody. I'm trying to help people. It gets mighty ugly if we're not transformed by the renewing of our mind. If we become a product of society, we get obviously angry because we've been transformed by the media. So they faced opposition from the outside, which is the mocking what people will think. But also this creates discouragement on the inside. So very often what's going on around us out the outside is what brings us down inside. But the task of rebuilding that wall, regardless of what was going on on the outside, was done in 52 days. So really we need to learn. The takeout from this is we should never be surprised when we do the Lord's work. 
and some people react with anger and ridicule. In other words, when we change what we're doing to a new career or we go for what people think is impossible, we have a baby in our 40s, when we're told by doctors we can't or we get healed from cancer, when we're told we can't, we not, must not let the ones that mock us or tell us it's not possible, it's the end, to be the ones that determine us. So really, again, in the Sermon of the Mount, to come back on this, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. If you persecute you, they will also be persecuted. So we must put that focus. And really, throughout Bible history, God's people were opposed. Even Jesus was attacked and mocked and ridiculed. So we ought not to think it will be any different in this modern day. People are angry. People will discourage you. So we must really put our surety and be active in our faith so the deeper our courage and the bolder we are the more we're going to get to the land of the promised land the milk and honey so we need to put to death these comments of what people think it doesn't really matter they've got their plan you've got your plan and as they say you know love your enemies and pray for them not against them so the more love you have in your heart the more you'll have but we're going to go on a break and looking forward to speaking to you on the next segment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome to the last segment, which you know I always say is the first segment, because when we're finished with one thing, we start the next. What are we going to do with the information that we've received? We're going to apply it. Obviously, application will create change. So whatever we hear 
it falls dormant or dead if, if we don't put it into action. So we must also be active. So we were discussing about how the, the various facets that create causes to be discouraged. Then we're going to continue a bit on that. Then we're going to go on to how we're going to defeat them, minimize them. So really the finishing the story of Nehemiah, what they wanted to do was the purpose of building the wall was stronger than the voices of mocking and discouragement of people around them. So if what we want to do is strong enough, the discouragement we may get from our friends, our parents, or the media will not be strong enough to derail you. So you need to be purpose-focused, not focused on the things around you. So we must drown out that noise because the temptation is so much to just to become worried and so intimidated by the opposition what's going on around. We bury our hands. We, you know, we pray and pray and pray. We bury our hands and wait. So we very often we stop in our tracks, but we're praying, hoping that God will do it for us. Well, he'll not because you need to be proactive. What they say is pick up your cross and follow me. It doesn't just say pick up your cross and stay there and I'm going to give it all to you. So faith has to be active. Faith without works is, is non-existent. I don't like to use the word dead. I like to use the word non-existent. So faith without action is non-existent. So anything in life, if you're stuck in it, if you're stuck getting over a relationship or a marriage or a bereavement, very often you're not going to get the best of life. You need to pick up those tools. In other words, the strength and courage and wisdom and revelation you've gained and move forward. So it happens to so many of us. We get stuck in this holding pattern of fear. This holding pattern of fear that we're just numb. We experience a few setbacks. You know, the bank account dwindles. Our budget is strained. The kids are getting on our ninth nerve. We think about all the negatives. We talk about our grim prospects. We talk ourselves right out of the best God has waiting for us all along. So setbacks are not an opening to give up. I'll put that out there to you not to stay stuck either, but their preparation, and I'm believing this, for the greater assignment in your life that's still to come, because greater is to come. So you have to have the mind to work in spite of the fear, in spite of the opposition. Do I still have opposition? Do I still have fear? Of course, I'm human. If I was sitting here trying to lie you and tell you because I'm a reverend, all things are 100%, I'd be trying to sell you my wisdom and strength and, and abilities. But what I did was I surrendered them. My knees hit the floor and my heart and head touched the sky, touched the heavens. So when we become less, it's about reducing so greater can take over. Very simply, when we put a GPS on a car, we're really surrendering to that GPS because it's usually a lady. Wherever you go in the world, you turn this navigation on, make a left, make a right, 10 miles, do this, make a left turn, bear to the left. So what we're doing is we're giving over to something more powerful in that car GPS. So we need to give over to... God knowing our plan, and we either trust it or we don't. I'm not trying to get unbelievers to be believers. I'm trying to just get on. If you're not a, a believer, then maybe this will predicate you to think about it and to, to explore more. And if you are a believer, this is going to encourage you. Iron sharpens iron. So how are we going to overcome this? How are we going to overcome this? We've gotten to this place of discouragement. We've talked about how the walls were built. We've talked about how fishing nets get full. How are we going to do it? How are we going to do this? What are we going to do to increase our chances of getting to where God wants? 
we're not going to take away discouragement because it is a fact of life. We're always going to have the battle is not of the flesh, but it's of principalities, dominions, and of dark forces. So we are going to have dark forces, whether it's ISIS, whether it's terrorism, whether it's negative media, whether it's anger that predicates on the streets or abuse of animals or children. It's, it's always going to be there. So we are going to have to be aware that we need to raise our faith so discouragement minimizes. So the one important thing, we were talking about tiredness. Make certain to take a Sabbath. Make certain to take a rest. It's important to recognize that the more you work doesn't necessarily bring you the more fruit or the more results. Sometimes it can sometimes bring your best. Sometimes it can. But very often it takes you away from the higher purpose, from God's best for you, because we're really focused in worldly things, trying to get more rather than trying to add more. And I've often said this, when we're adding more, we then get more. So when you're always in the forest, very often you can't see the bigger picture or the landscape around you. So if you need a break, take it. Do not feel guilty because, as I said, what you leave will still be there. Sometimes if I get a text message or a phone call and I don't get to it in an hour, guess what? It'll still be there. It will still be there. I went last night to, actually he's a speaker who I admire. I've listened to him for about 10 years, Dr. Ravi Zaharias, RZIM Ministries. They're, they're awesome. They have about 48 speakers that go around the world, apologists. And there was a huge line, about 2,000 people. So I let the whole line go in. A lot of people are panicking, their mindset, if I get in quicker, I'll get the seat. And you know what? I got a seat right at the front. So we mustn't think we're going to miss by pulling back because when we come back, we'll be more effective. I mean, do you want to be efficient or effective? Do you want changes in your life or just want to keep going faster and faster in a circle? But if you really make go slower in a straight line, you're making more progress. So Working those long hours may not bring you all that you think it'll bring you. It may just bring you sadness, discouragement, and apathy. And I know a lot of, for a lot of people I talk to and a lot of people I counsel, I don't only minister to people through books and radio shows. I do one-on-one consultations with people. They're stuck to that pattern because their mind has told them I'm going to lose. I can't take time off. So please, please recharge yourself when your phone when your smartphone, whether it's an iPhone or a Samsung, when it needs charging, what do you do with the phone? Very simply, you plug it in. When your car is running out of gas, what? so those are the lifelines. Car needs gasoline, a cell phone needs a charge, but you also do. Because if you're a machine, you're operating off food and fuel that you're putting in, but if you're always burning, 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 very often you're you're getting the lesser life, even though you've, you've, the, the world has kidded you or the enemy has kidded you think it's the more. So these are very important takeaway. If you need a break, take it. Find times. Put them in your diary. I'm doing that more because I've been in that place before that I've just been writing, writing, creating, writing, creating, doing books and doing presentations. And very often I give myself breaks. I go to movies now. I, I find time. I, I don't check my cell phone when I do those uh, social things or creative leisure things, and you operate at a much higher level. So also restructure and prioritize your life. You know, we have 12 hours of day, 12 hours of night. Very often we get caught up in doing too much because we have no priority. 
we have not prioritized things. And very often I have A, B, C, Ds to do. The A's must get done today. The B's, if I have time to do them, the C's could happen later this week. And the D's are, well, things that don't really, don't really need doing, but I'd like to get around to them sooner or later. So we must prioritize them. You know, it just means that you need to try a new approach, move things around, tweak, tweak your schedule a bit, move, move the things that you're doing and really look at, at writing down what do I need to do today that's urgent and do not let those less urgent things make those urgent things stressful because time will never change. God set it up. It's, it's 12 hours of day, 12 hours of night. We sleep on a circadian rhythm. In other words, the way the animals sleep when it's dark and they ra- rise again when it's light, that's the circadian rhythm. So we're operating in balance. So if really we're unstructured, not only does our business life get unstructured, our family gets unstructured, we need to have a structure. When are we eating? When are we taking time to pray? When are we having time for leisure? When are we having time for exercise? When are we having time for working, for studying, for keeping, maintaining the home? All of these things need to be structured. So move it around. Remember, you're not doing life alone, even though you may feel you're alone, even if you're married with children, you are doing this life. You know, God's with you at the beginning, the middle of the end. So you're not codepending on anyone or anything around you because you're interdependent, you're your own self with your own journey and plan and purpose. So you need to really be aware of that. You're not doing this alone. God's in the driver's seat. But if you let him trust in that, you'll, you'll get far more. Just ask, I always say, just ask him. When we take our eyes and minds off a problem, you know, you'll be amazed at the power and clarity the spirit will give you. Very often when we take our, just, just ask him for assistance. See, when I continue to focus on myself, I focus on my abilities. So I get lack, you know, I get very often loss, failure, or not really knowing a way out of my present circumstance. So I get perplexed, confused, and discouraged. So very often when I look to him, I say, look, I know I trust in you. I know you're there at the end of the swimming pool. And the faith will activate things to happen. Things that don't happen, I will also say this, very often we're trying to force things to happen and year in, year out, they're not happening. Well, very simply, it may be that it's not designed for you, but in your mind, you think you want to do it because it's cool or you're trying to find your self-worth in something you're doing and that never works because our self-worth can never be in flux. The self-worth is in created form. So the one that created us, God gave you the worth, the value, which is his spirit in you, in his spirit and in his likeness. So the worth is if it's a a fine watch and that watch gets stolen, so where's the worth then? Or if it's a car that a tree falls on, a Rolls-Royce motor car, tree falls in it, so where is your worth? So can never be in flux. Or if a marriage ends after 30 years like it can and your marriage, your worth was identified in in motherhood or being a wife, well, it can't be because even though that's part of your function, part of your life, it's really defined in God and that's who you are. You're the spirit. You're a spirit. And even though one of your functions may be a mother or maybe a father, that's not you. Who you are is, is, is... whatever, John or Tom or Jane or Anne, that's who you are, but the essence of your being is in, is in spirit. So to build your confidence up, I, I would 
take an inventory of what has passed, take an inventory of your past accomplishments and a common denominator that led those things to being accomplishments. Think of a time in your life that you faced an obstacle or a challenge, but you turned it and overcame it and turned it into a positive. You turned it into a success. Think about what helped you prevail then and how you can use that mindset to really affect your present circumstance. The other area is we often compare ourselves to other people. We live in a very self-focused world of building self, of building our own acclaim, of craving glamour and beauty put forward in magazines, media, televisions, movies. So many, so many of us really have a PhD on other people's lives, their achievements, their relationships. But again, each person is unique with a unique plan, talent, and purpose. So it's important to put the focus on your journey and your special blessings that are assigned to your life. If I focus on others, if I focus for a second on someone else, I'm taking a second off my plan. So there's no more sure way of getting discontented than focusing on what others have. There'll always be somebody that you perceive as having a better life, younger, taller, richer, more houses, more opportunities. That doesn't matter who you are. You could be Prince Charles. So we need to resist the discouragement. So the takeout on all of this is it's going to be there. You need to fight it. Discouragement is a lifestyle. Because we've been given free will to choose the way we live. So if you feel discouraged, it's because you've chosen to feel that way. So it's important to recognize, and this is the takeout, God has not called you to be successful, but to be faithful. Faith activates his hand and activates the better journey. So even though we're walking horizontally, we must keep our eyes focused on the vertical, because ultimately that's where we're going. We're planting seeds that we're putting in the vertical bank account. So my takeout is walk your path straight looking forward, but look up for guidance so you see a light lamp to your path, a light to your feet. You see light in your forest, light in your circumstances, light in your potential, and light in your discouragement. So put that burden away. It's been great talking to you. I hope I've encouraged you to live a better day, to live a better week, to live a better month, a year, and a life. God bless. Love you much. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.